As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. How many people do you know have never done anything in real estate, never done anything in any kind of investing whatsoever, and then their first day going into the business, they're closing on a thousand units all by themselves. It just doesn't happen. It's baby steps. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff with us today, Josh Ferrari. How you doing, Josh? Doing fantastic. This is like meeting a celebrity. I've listened to your show for a long time. Oh, sweet. Well, <laughs> I am looking forward to learning from you. I know you're very active right now. You've got 236 units under contract and you have 91 units currently and you've been investing for three years. So you've made a lot of progress in a relatively short period of time. A little bit more about Josh. He's an aircraft technician and a multifamily syndicator, thus the 91 units and 236 under contract. And he is based in Mobile, Alabama. So with that being said, let's learn about you. You know about me, so let's learn about you now. You want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah. So I guess the background is just that I always thought I was going to be in aviation. I went to school to get my airframe power plant license to be an aircraft technician, moved from Memphis, Tennessee to Mobile, Alabama to start what I thought was going to be a longstanding career in aviation. I had just recently got married. My dad calls me up one day and tells me that he's about to spend 40 grand on some course that was going to teach him how to flip houses. And I was just, I was just dumbfounded. Like, what do you mean $40,000 real estate flipping? You ain't going nowhere with that. That's not going to work. But I was intrigued. I kept asking questions. It ended up being a four-hour long conversation. At the end of it, I was just so interested. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think flipping is going to be for me, but I think there's something out there for me. So we got started in wholesaling. We tried our hand at wholesaling for six months. That didn't Whose work. Whose course was it? You put me on the spot. Do you remember? I don't remember the name of them, but they used to be a couple on HGTV. Of course, and they, they were. got they got <laughs> divorced, and now just the chick has oh, a show. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Tyree, or I think everyone knows who we're talking about. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Names. I, I haven't seen their show either, but it worked. Okay, so he bought the course for forty k. Yeah, and then him okay. and my mom 
tried their hand at flipping. They did it for about a year, two years. And then they're okay. We want to do buy and holds. They tried that for a little bit and they're still doing that, but they're also starting an Amazon business now. So I don't even know what's going on with them. <laughs> they're doing their own thing, but, but I, back, to, back to myself, I guess I got started and we, we did the wholesaling thing, tried our hand at it anyway. By we, you and your dad? No, just myself and my wife uh, oh, living, living okay. down got here it. in got it. Yeah, Southern Alabama. We didn't close a single deal. We got some deals under contract on the sell side. No one would buy anything from us. We're like, all right, we're throwing money away on marketing. This obviously isn't the route we want to go. It's not really what we want long-term anyway. Then we said, well, let's buy something. Let's house hack something. We'll live rent-free. All the benefits of house hacking. Let's try our hand at that. So we find a fourplex. We're like, oh, this is gold mine. We have found our ticket to riches. This is going to be it. And then, of course, we're diving deeper into some of the numbers, doing our analysis and realize we don't even come close to having enough money for the down payment on this thing. How the heck are we going to buy this deal? So I just had read a lot of books up to that point about using other people's money and how that was really the only way you could ever see success in this business. So I said, okay, I'm call my dad, see what he thinks. Call him up, give him my elevator pitch, my spiel. And he says, yeah, let's do it. So he gives me the money for the down payment. Is, is, your, did... is your dad a shoot in the name kind of guy? A shoot in the name? You know, I think he's maybe a little bit of aim, a little bit of shoot. But he's <laughs> he's kind of like me on the optimistic side of uh-huh. life where he's like, this is going to work. We just got to take that first step and do it. And then we kind of did like a handshake exchange for some equities. You could almost say it was my introduction to syndication, but mm-hmm. not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was our first investment. We got into that. We're all excited. Fourplex, like, oh yeah, none of the units were livable. So we're thinking deep value add. This is going to be amazing. So we closed on this deal in August of 2018. Heat of the summer, Southern Alabama. AC doesn't work in any of the units. There's cockroaches everywhere. The shower doesn't work. And newly married, you know, we're newlyweds. And I'm like, babe, I promise you, this is going to be we're in the long run. <laughs> Things will get better. Right. And that deal ended up being a living nightmare. Anything (laughs) that could have gone wrong basically went wrong. And I ended up having to be the jack of all trades, had to do all the maintenance myself, which I was just thinking, hey, if I can fix an airplane, I can fix a house. You Mm -hmm. start like turn wrenches. Now we're going to start with with the hammer. We're going to get the drills going and just had to learn all of those things and go about that process. Had to start taking personal loans and credit card debt out because we had to fire our first contractor. And then it took five months between that. And getting the next contractor in because we did a 203k FHA loan, it was just such a big headache. But to make the long you, story, you two weren't living there. We were living there. We you were, were living, living there. So did you have invested? Did you get an AC unit before you moved in? No, just the box fans. Box fans. So you have a very wonderful wife. <laughs> <laughs> Very understanding and patient. It was rough. And now I know that that's never going to happen again. She's told me we're never doing that. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally understand. I don't want to. Once do you've that. had a AC, you don't want to go back to box fans. <laughs> right. It was rough. But then kind of through that process, we got a lot of clarity as to what we didn't want and really what we did want our lives to look like from a lifestyle perspective. Okay. We really don't want to house hack again. We don't want to be the property managers and live with people. We wanted our own space. We wanted to step away from property management. I didn't really like asset management or maybe not asset management, but dealing with contractors, Mm -hmm. dealing with all of those little intricacies, the the deep financials. It's like, I just don't like any of this stuff. 
I feel like there's something somewhere in here that I do like. And so I found out that I really like this talking to people, telling people about my story, what I do, kind of educating folks on what's possible. So I found out that investor relations is kind of the direction I needed to head in. But before even that, I had to figure out, okay, let me find out what the heck I'm even going to do. I kind of like multifamily, even though everything's kind of collapsed here and this isn't really Mm -hmm. going the way we want it to. I liked the idea. Mm -hmm. So actually read your book, the best ever investing syndication advice, the big red book. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. This is what I needed to be doing. This is the lifestyle or what's going to create that lifestyle for me, multifamily syndication. So then there ended up being a local real estate meetup where a guest speaker was coming over from Pensacola to Mobile to talk about multifamily syndication. The guy had been in the game about 10 years, 1,200 units. All right, I'm going to go check it out, see what he's got to say. Maybe he's going to dive even deeper or tell me something that I didn't already know. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm going to go because I really wanted to get into this. So I go, meetup ends, and I was just kind of in awe almost at the end of it. Like, holy smokes. I already kind of knew this is what I wanted to head in, but this guy knows what he's talking about. You know, mm-hmm. This guy's got all the answers. So I go up and talk to him afterwards, found out we both had aviation in common. He's actually a naval helicopter pilot. So that's kind of how we clicked. From there, he let me take him out to lunch that next week. And then he's kind of been somewhat of a mentor ever since. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to today, I was now- Who, What's his name? His name's Jeremy Hands. Okay. And today. why did he come to Mobile? Because he was in a group called PIG, <laughs> Professional Investors Guild that's down here on the Gulf Coast. Mm-hmm. And the leader of the meetup asked him to guest speak at the pig that was in Mobile. There's one in Mobile, Pensacola, Destin, Panama City. There's one kind of on this whole panhandle here, okay. uh, location at each spot. And so he asked him to speak at all of them. And okay. so he was just coming for that month to speak. Cool. Got it. So fast forward to today, I now have two business partners. One of them lives in Gulf Shores, the other in Destin. So we kind of cover the northern Florida panhandle all the way west into southern Alabama. We've since raised about $10 million in private equity. We've been able to close a 21-unit single-family portfolio, a 42-unit apartment complex, 34-unit apartment complex. Recently closed a single-family luxury flip, which is not really something we're chasing, but after running the numbers on that, it'll make us a quick million dollars. So we're like, well, can we really pass on this? I know this isn't what we're doing, but we need to jump at this. We've got another 148 units under contract, another 88 units under contract, another four to 500 units worth of LIs out right now. And we're really trying to hit a thousand units this year with our three-year vision of hitting a hundred million dollars asset center management. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. As your portfolio grows, you need financial management services you can rely on to help you save money and continue making the right choices for your company's future. Realestateaccounting.co's top-tier CFO team uses their deep industry and operating experience to guide real estate syndicators, investors, and family offices through every pivotal moment and crucial decision. Their fractional CFO services include budget-to-actual, cash flow and distributions, and reporting and valuation. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO to find out why REA is one of the fastest growing real estate accounting companies around. The real estate experts provide timely analysis and consultations to help you make the most informed decisions possible. See and trust where your portfolio is headed with the customized financial reports based on the KPIs that matter to you and your business. 
Try it risk-free today at realestateaccounting.co forward slash CFO. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Two follow-up questions on the fourplex, and then we'll move on past it. One, how much in total credit card and personal loan debt did you have whenever you were going through that? 40000 Wow. Okay. And what is that conversation like with your significant other whenever you have 40000 in credit card and personal loan debt? It is rough and next to impossible, but she knew we were already neck deep in debt with trying to do this house and we'd already bought it. And now the contractors are failing on us. So we didn't want to sit back for five months and wait for the new contractor to come in and start doing work because none of the other units were livable. So we're having to pay all those holding costs. So I just had to try to explain the fact that, hey, I can do this work. It's going to take a lot of time and it's going to be a lot of hard work, but I can do it. But all of our money's tied up in this loan. So we're going to need to take some money out so I can start buying some materials, some tools, and some things for me to start doing this work at this unit up and running. I ended up getting one of the units up and running before we even got the new contractor in. So she was glad that we went that route, but she was also very stressed. I was very stressed. How on earth are we going to pay this back? Because we had initially thought getting into this deal that we were going to hold it forever. Mm -hmm. So we were like, how are we ever going to pay this back? It's $40,000 in debt. And then Mm -hmm. we ended up actually selling it in January of this year. So we were able to get away from most of that debt, but it was tough. It was really tough. Thank you for sharing that because it's important in my opinion to hear about specific circumstances like that, where it's incredibly challenging And it's not just challenging from a financial standpoint, but an emotional level with those who love and who live with you. And what are the things that you've learned from those experiences or what did you take away from it to help others navigate it emotionally if they come across it? So thank you for sharing that. I mentioned two questions on it. So my last question is, and you already talked about a little bit, but just to close the loop, what did you buy it for? What did you put into it? And what did you sell it for? We bought it for 175, but it was a 203k loan, so the full loan was about 285. So we put about 110 ish thousand dollars and renovations into it from that, and then I had the additional 40,000 in debt mm-hmm. off to the side over here. So 325. Yeah, comes out to be about 325. We actually sold it for 330 in January of this year. So we didn't really make hardly any money, but the experience was phenomenal. The clarity we got from it was great. So I'm glad we did it, but I'm also really glad it's over with. <laughs> yep. As with most challenging experiences, right? Well, we're moving on to where you're at now. Two business partners. You're in Mobile, Alabama, correct? Right. And you mentioned the 
two business partners. I think you said one was in Gulf Shores and the other is in Destin. Did I hear that right? I didn't write yeah. it down. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a map in front of me. About how far away driving distance are you from your two partners? So Mobile to Gulf Shores is probably about 30 minutes-ish, 30 to 45 minutes. And then Mobile all the way to Destin is probably about two and a half hours. Okay. How do you divide responsibilities among your partners? We just kind of figured out from the get-go what we were all good at. So first it was, do we mesh well? Do we all have similar personalities? And are we not constantly grinding against each other, saying the wrong things, getting underneath each other's skin? So did we mesh well? Then from there it was, okay, do we have complementary skill sets? Are we not all good at investor relations and all of us suck at asset management and no one can raise any money? We need to make sure that we make a consecutive team Mm -hmm. so that we can close deals. So from that standpoint, it was really just figuring out what we were good at. I figured out I was really good at raising capital and investor relations, talking to people, hosting a podcast, all of those kind of things. And then Reggie, we figured out he was really good at doing the asset management side of things, handling a lot of the financial underwriting and the analysis of new deals and dealing with contractors and property management. He just loves the business plan aspect of it all. And then Matt handles a lot of the admin. He's got his own brokerage team on the single family side over in Destin. So he's already got some assistance there. He helps us on admin work. He helps us on risk capital. And he also has a lot of great connections to high level net worth and liquidity individuals from buying and selling in the Destin market, which is multi-million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of connections to investors. So he also helps on the capital raising side. Who finds the deals? Is that Matt? It's kind of a mix between the three of us, but I'd say honestly, me primarily has probably found most of the deals, but it's not actually me finding deals. It's more so just my relationship with brokers. We're getting all of our deals through brokers. Got it. Okay. And I was writing down what you have purchased The one thing I didn't get written down was your single family portfolio. I think you said around 20 single family homes. What was that? Yeah, 21 unit. 21 single family homes. Is that correct? Yeah, it was a little portfolio. All right. So what should we know about buying a 21 unit single family portfolio and comparing that to a 34 unit apartment community? What are some highlights for, oh, well, if you're going to buy this single family portfolio, you should know this, even though you've been a multifamily investor. Right. So I am going to preface this with the fact that I kind of came in on the back end of this deal. I was very much a fly on the wall. My partner, Reggie, did most, if not all of the work. And I'm really clueless as to why he decided to bring me in. He's told me before, but I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) I don't know what the true value I added was there, but I think more than anything, it was just that we wanted to see if we worked well as partners. So honestly, him handling all of the asset management on that, I'm really just handling investor relations. So I can't really speak super well to the single family portfolio. It was more so just let's see if we're partner well together on this and then let's move into multifamily because that's really the direction we wanted to head anyway, but we're this deal, the numbers make sense. And it kind of checked all the boxes for a syndication for a multifamily thing. You know, it was, it's big enough for where we were anyway. It was large enough to need to raise capital. Mm -hmm. We were buying multiple units at one time. We could roll in all of the SEC fees and the numbers still make sense. 
So it kind of made sense somewhat from a syndication perspective, but it was just that we were buying 21 different properties and 21 different locations. All right. Fair uh, enough. Let's talk about one that you had more exposure to, the 34 unit, I assume. Were you involved on that one? Yeah. So every, every, front every, right, everything after that, all, all of right. the actual multifamily stuff, we've all been okay. deeply involved. Sweet. All right. Let's talk about the 34 unit and if we have time, the 42 unit. So the 34 unit... Where is it and what is the business plan? You haven't sold these yet because they're in your portfolio now. So I guess you're still in the business plan. All the deals we've closed have actually been since December 30th of 2020. So as of today, May, it's only been five months that we've been closing deals and really making things happen in the space, even though we've been in it for about two and a half years. Okay. Um, So the 34 unit was the third deal that we closed on second actual multifamily syndication with the three of us as partners. And that deal was actually found by Reggie. He had a close relationship with the broker of it. I think he like grew up with her or something. He's actually from Mobile. So he's got the craziest stories. Every time we meet someone new, it's like, oh yeah, that's my sister's aunt's uncle's cousin's best friend that I grew up with. Like, mm-hmm. How do you know everybody? Mm-hmm. So he had a relationship with her. And this was a deal that he honestly just never quit on when we were actually trying to get it under contract. It kept falling through, the seller kept being finicky. And he was like, well, I'm not giving up. I think we can actually get this deal. So thank goodness he did because we finally actually got it. But the real business plan, it's in the heart of Midtown Mobile. Beautiful location. Walking distance to a ton of things, almost maybe five to 10 minutes from downtown. So it was kind of like the ugly eyesore of the area. It's completely surrounded by single family homes. And so all of the single family homes around it are all been renovated. They look really nice. What are they being sold for? The single family homes? Yeah. Probably anywhere between three to 500,000. Okay. Got it. On average. So we got this 34 unit under contract at 1.5. And it's kind of just this ugly eyesore. They weren't taking care of it. They had actually just recently painted it. I'm talking just a few months before we bought it, they had got a fresh coat of paint on the inside, interior and exterior. And the color of choice on the exterior was a doo-doo brown, like the most hideous color you could ever imagine. Who on earth as a tenant is going to be attracted to this disgusting looking property? So it just really needed some love. It needed a new fresh paint job that actually made sense. It needed a complete revitalization and rebranding. So we really wanted to get away from the name that it had, change the name, change the whole exterior face of it, change the logo, new signage. And then the parking lot was really kind of jank. So we're going to completely repave the parking lot, which is the first thing you see when you drive down this two lane road that it right off of. And so we just really want to give it a facelift from that perspective. And then from there, we'll jump on the interior of it because it's kind of a weird horseshoe looking property where there's a courtyard on the inside. So on the inside in this courtyard, we're going to build a pergola, some string lights, have some bar games out there, some grills, make it a real communal space for the tenants. And then on the inside, do the standard facelift from a kitchen cabinet, appliance, maybe the wall color, Mm -hmm. potentially changing some of the flooring and some of the units. Just overall facelift from that perspective. That's kind of the business plan of that one. And who's managing it? A manager called Revitalize Realty. 
It's a guy that Reggie had a close relationship with long before we ever even got into the multifamily space. He had been building his business vertically for a while where he had now had a construction arm and all these other different arms to his company. And we felt like going with him, he wasn't going to charge us any payroll. He was just only going to charge us a flat 8% as a management fee. And then he was also going to be able to help with all those other arms he had with the maintenance and just many other aspects. And so we felt like it was really great partnership from that standpoint. And he's been phenomenal so far. So that's who we ended up getting to property manage it. We'll get back to the show with the first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Do you manage your own rental properties? If you do, or if you're about to, I want to tell you about Rent Ready because I'm guessing they have some services that you wish you had. Rent Ready is a property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. With Rent Ready, you're able to collect rent online and get paid. Find the perfect tenant with the built-in screening and listing service and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using Rent Ready's app too. They can pay rent using the card, ACH, cash. They can set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it. And they can even build their credit score through Rent Ready's new credit reporting feature. And the best part, Rent Ready is unlimited. That's right. All this is flat priced. There's no tricks or hidden fees. Rent Ready is designed for investors who manage their own properties so that you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And Rent Ready has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the best ever listeners. You can get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks at rentready.com when you use our special code BESTEVER. That's R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I dot com with the code B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R at rentready.com to get Rent Ready's annual plan for only 54 bucks. Did you know that credit checks miss 85% of the information landlords and property managers need to verify new tenants? That's a problem. The solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a platform that allows you to instantly access prospective tenants' financial information and compiles it all into a quick and easy-to-read report to help you select the highest quality tenants. You can access income, payroll, past rent payments, non-sufficient funds, and overdraft history all in one place. Rentify's reports instantly verify the full financial picture of the tenant, so there's no chance of being duped with false information. No one likes to be duped. And the best part is that you can have it all at your fingertips in as little as five minutes. Go check out Rentify at TrustRentify.com and stop wasting time and start fast-tracking the tenant screening process with confidence and ease. With Rentify, you'll no longer have to waste hours or even days collecting all the information you need to verify a tenant, which makes life easier for you and your applicants. Visit TrustRentify.com and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first purchase. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y dot com and put in the promo code FAIRLESS. That's my last name, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first purchase. You mentioned something that I wanted to come back to because I'd love to learn more. You mentioned that you recently got these properties closed, the 91 units, but you were at it for two and a half years prior to that. 
high level, what was the journey like for those two and a half years while you were waiting to or trying to get a deal under contract? The journey was day in and day out, talking to people, trying to build a name for myself, network with people, educate, listening to gazillions of different podcasts like yours, trying to learn what other people were doing, were there other success stories in this space? Am I just spinning my wheels? Am I ever actually going to close a deal? What are other people doing to be successful? More education and networking for a long time. And then almost about a year before we started closing deals, it was really like, okay, we need to get serious about this. We need to start analyzing a lot of deals. We need to start submitting LOIs. We need to start talking with brokers on a more deeper level, trying to get brokers to take us seriously, trying to get deals from brokers. So it almost seemed endless. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next day, next week, maybe we'll get something next week. Nothing happened. Another week, nothing happened. It's like just every week, let's keep talking to people. Let's keep educating. I felt like we were moving closer and closer, but couldn't actually see any success because we <laughs> weren't getting deals under contract, weren't closing anything, wasn't making any money. Like, yeah, I'm a real estate investor, not making any money though, but maybe eventually we'll get there. And I knew my mentor had told me a ton of times that the syndication space typically takes a lot longer to actually one, see success, two, kind of break into the space. And then three, actually start making money from it. So I was like, okay, I know I'm taking the route that's the road less traveled, you could say. It's going to take a lot longer before I actually start making money, before I can quit my W-2, go full-time in this business. So I knew it was the long game. You know, I was at this for the long game. Knowing what you know now, what would you have spent less time doing over those two and a half years? Oh, man. No one's ever asked me that. Less time doing. I think I would have spent less time just talking to everybody. I think I would have got more focused on who do I really need to build a relationship with that's going to help move the needle forward from all aspects. Who's in the syndication space that I can attach myself to, try to add value to, and maybe in the end, potentially partner with or potentially mm. do a deal with instead of just, hey, let me just talk to everyone. Let me just broadcast this out to the world, talk to as many people as possible, because I was having a ton of conversations. Let me tell you, the, the <laughs> schedule was full with conversations, but it was talking to folks that are wholesaling, that are mm -hmm. only in single family, don't really care about multifamily, don't know anything about it, or in a completely different market than me, states away. So was that really adding a ton of value? I don't know. I might've been adding value to them by telling them something they didn't know, or maybe they told me something that I didn't know. Maybe it was just some educational information I was getting in the single family space or whatever it was, but it never really turned into much of anything. So I think I would have been more hyper-focused on who can I talk to? Who can I communicate with? Who can I build relationships with that are really going to move the needle in the business? That's great. Thank you for sharing that. We won't have time for the 42 unit because we got to keep rolling, but I'm glad that we talked about the 34 unit and the lessons learned on many other things. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Get started. You need to be educated. You need to know what the heck you're doing. You need to know the language if you're really going to go out and talk to folks and try to have them take you seriously. But whatever you're trying to do, just start on something. Start mm -hmm. on talking to brokers and, and take small steps. I think more than anything, what we hear a lot is folks say, you need to take massive action, massive action. That's what's going to get you to success. And maybe that's true. Maybe at some point you will take massive action. That'll get you there. But how many people do you know have never done anything in real estate, never done anything in 
any kind of investing whatsoever. And then their first day going into the business, they're closing on a thousand units all by themselves. It just doesn't happen. It's baby steps. It's okay. Let me make that phone call to that broker. Let me make that phone call to that potential partner, that other syndicator that's doing something. Let me schedule a podcast with someone. Let me listen to a podcast. Let me read a book. Just those small steps those two and a half years worth of steps for me <laughs> that will eventually get you to that level of success. Uh, you give me two people. One is taking the approach of massive action right out of the gate. The other is taking the approach of daily consistent action and they're methodical about it. Give me the second person all day long in terms of who's going to have more financial success because those daily actions done over time compound and there comes a tipping point where those daily actions eventually just have exponential returns versus the massive action, which might net results initially, or you might get one deal. But if you're not doing the daily things consistently, then you're not going to have sustained success. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it, man. Best ever book you've recently read. Best ever book I recently read has to be Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership. That book was pivotal for even my personal life, but business also. Best ever way you like to give back to the community? Give back to the community. My wife and I love to serve at church. We also love serving at different community outreaches that the church does. And we even like to take it a step further and go out of our way to help others when we're out and about, whether it's we see someone struggling, hey, let's pay for their dinner, let's pay for their lunch. Or we like to go out to some of the homeless shelters around here and just give with our time. How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? You can go on our website, ferraricapital.com, F-E-R-R-A-R-I capital.com. And all our information's on there, social media links, our own podcast, Creative Capital, our monthly newsletters, all the deals we're doing, our vivid vision for the future, all that stuff's on there. It was a pleasure getting to know you, Josh, and talking to you. I love the insights that you had from the lessons learned on the fourplex to the two and a half years. And one of them being you would spend less time talking to everyone. Instead, you'd be more laser focused on building the relationships with specific people or the specific roles for what you're looking to fill or learn more of or about. So thanks for being on the show. Thanks for also talking about the 34 unit and good luck with getting those deals that are currently under contract to the closing table. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you again soon.